This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery, like McKenna, brings a top-tier lineup. With Leaf Davis-esque delivery right to your door, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app. And you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only by app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Hello, you are listening to the Blue Monday podcast. This is a three times weekly audio show looking in to the exciting happenings of Ipswich Town Football Club. My name is Benjamin Bloom and I'll be here each and every Friday for the Blue Monday preview show with a very special guest to get their inside of view on the next opponents for Ipswich Town or should I say unbeaten Ipswich Town as I'm going to cling on to for as long as possible. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the show representing Brentford and the besotted pride of West London podcast, Mr. Dave Lane. Hello, how are you mate, you alright? I'm grand, yeah. How's it going? Yeah, good. Um, considering we haven't won this season in the league, I'm feeling quite perky. I have to say. <laughs> you don't, you don't let it completely rule your mood, then. Well, I do when it, I do when we deserve it. But we, we've kind of, I wouldn't say been unlucky, but we haven't got quite what you know what we warranted from from any of the three matches so far. So it's been a, you know, in terms of how many points we've got on the table, it's just been a, it's been a kind of a, a very very frugal start. But we, we're playing some frugal. Good stuff. <laughs> nice. We're playing some good stuff. It's um, it, it's just our defence, which I'm sure we're going to talk about. Um, yeah. Before we get onto that, just tell me a little bit about the show and some of the characters on it, and um, where certainly Ipswich fans who they may not want to tune in every week, but where they can find it this weekend because you're obviously going to be dealing with the Ipswich game. Yeah, well, um, um, the B-sided Pride of West London um, podcast. We we produce that every every Wednesday night for a Thursday Thursday morning um, publish. Um, so that's on, um, you can get it, for, you know, it's links on besotted.com, B-E-S-O-T-E-D.com. And on our at Besotted Twitter feed, there's always links there. We do a, do we do a sort of a post-match podcast straight after the game as well, just to get, you know, just to get the vibe, um, and, and, the, and the fans thoughts, um, out as quickly as possible. Um, it's part of a, a little network we've been sort of building for the last 12, 27 years now. We, we, we 27? Were, 27, originally a paper, an old analogue inky paper, fancy, <laughs> which, which we've got 100 and, 105 issues, um, which uh, 
you know, I, I bring out every couple of years just for a nostalgia, really. Just to, it's like vinyl, you know. It's, it's worth it's worth rolling out every now and again just for just so you can actually physically hold and smell something. But, but um, it's ultimately redundant, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, no, it's it's kind of it's it's part of our armory, but we we, it's, we don't use it very often. Absolutely. Um, it's, you know, it's just in you know we got we got this digital age. We got you know the ability to put news out and opinion out instantly. You know, it's just quite sometimes with like more longer form reading, we we, we put it. Out yeah, yeah it's, it's got you know it's, it's great you know seeing people sit, sitting sitting down or standing on a terrace reading something it's, it's, it does look brilliant so we will continue to do that for as long as we can um the website's been going for 15 years probably um and we just had a set series of revamps and um you know we do a we do a video log of uh of every match as well home and away um where we sort of record um what, what the fans are saying um before and after the game and we do some short films and documentaries about Brentford as well so yeah we're kind of we're busy um and uh the pod but the podcast we you know we're getting some really amazing listening figures and you know it's just good fun just getting your mates down the pub once once a week on a wednesday night and um chewing the fat so uh yeah we we, it was a labour of love, but we all love it. Absolutely. So great, um, <clears throat> excuse me, great content there. So it's, it's B-sotted for any Ipswich fans who want to dive in there. Right, let's have a look back at the two games last year. So it was advantage Brentford really last year's four points um, over the two games. Um, for the first one, we have to go back to the 13th of August. I said this to the um, Barnsley fan I spoke to last week. The, these fixtures are not random at all. We play Brentford at the start of every season within about the the first three games. Um, so it was 2-0 to Brentford at Griffin Park. Um, my recollection is that um, Egan got both the goals and our new guy um, Webster at the back was struggling a little bit. Interesting one here. Up front for Brentford, Hogan. Up front for Ipswich, Murphy. Wow. Those were the That's days, eh? Yeah. <laughs> any any recollections of your start of the season in the first game, Dave? Yeah, it was well. It was the best. It was a better start than the, the the season before. We had you first game of the season, um, if I remember the, the previous year, and you you were two 0 up, and we absolutely robbed we, you. We, yeah, we lost two two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You did lose two two, and I, 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 there's a there's a really great video with, uh, on on the beside website of um, us speaking to some Ipswich fans after that game. Um, most most of them, well, a couple of them, well, well, actually one of them pushed the phone out of my hand actually, and uh, there was a, there was a, there was a few handbags, but. Um, <laughs> But Can I, I apologise on half of that's the, that's the kind of danger of trying to get an away fan's um, opinion after they've just been robbed. So, uh, but the, the other the other people I spoke to were kind of like really gracious, and they kind of like they were more angry at, at their team and, um, and and Big Mick rather than uh, than me for asking them a question. But yeah, so you, you got robbed that day, and then obviously the the return game that season was the Alan Judge leg break uh, incident, and he's uh, still not back. No, he's he's not back. No, he, I don't think. Well, you know, he, I don't think he's going to be playing in this calendar year still. My God, um, he's been he's been back in training a few times. You know, he's, tra- he's been training and he's been like running around and jogging. But the um, I don't I, I I'm obviously got no intimate knowledge of the you know the the the, 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 the recovery about the about the bone. But I think they've kind of broken it um, surgically, broken it once or twice since then to get a better knit. 
Um, so, um, you know, again, you know, there are there are question marks whether he'll actually sort of regain the form he, he was in before. Um, but we're giving him a, a new two-year contract. So, you know, um, we've done the right thing by the player. Brentford have got this brilliant record of looking after players like that. Um, and, you know, it's, uh, to, the, to the club's credit, you know, they, there's, there's no guarantee he'll ever play again, really. So to, to give him to give him like a two-year contract was a, you know, it's a very, we call it manners. And I think that's the way Absolutely. Um, and the away game, would you believe I actually sat in the away stand? I actually sat with the Brentford fans for the away game because um, we managed to get a, um, I managed to get a naughty ticket off, um, off a contact of mine. So that was interesting. Um, that was a 1-1 draw. Um, and I think, as I say this, you'll probably roll your eyes, but it was very much Brentford had 90% of the play, but 1-1 still felt like a fair result because it was you know, how many times did they, you know, kind of get in? Hughes scored for Ipswich and Yanaris scored for Brentford. Was that a little bit of the of of the story last year, having the ball for the whole game but just not winning enough games? Yeah, that, that can't, that, I mean, that's, that sums us up um, pretty pretty well, actually, when, when, you know, we're not firing all cylinders up front. We we seem to be fairly consistent in the fact that we we sort of you know we'll always get a lot of possession and we'll, you know the percentages will we'll sort of back that up. We'll always have lots of shots. We'll have lots of shots on target. It's whether it's the goals that it's the goals that I mean we don't when it you know back in the last season and when, when we're when when you know everything's coming together we're we're pretty potent. Um, but it's, it's you know it's yeah they're so. That one all draw sounds pretty typical, and it sounds pretty typical of this season so far. We've bossed, bossed the games, all of them. Sheffield United away, which we lost one nil. We, you know, that, we shouldn't have lost that. We, we, we missed an absolute sitter. Um, there was a couple of other chances on another day. Would have found the back of the net. Um, they, you know, they scored because of our, you know, poor clearance. Now, our defence has been our Achilles heel for the last couple of years and, you know, that's certainly the case at the moment. So, again, we threw away our victory on Tuesday night against Bristol City. We, you know, we had beaten them. We, our, we had 20 shots and 10 on target and, you know, it's we just didn't, we just didn't sort of um, capitalise on it and uh, we, we paid a heavy price for it. So, it was a, a draw that felt like a defeat as well. So, um, it happens. Yeah, sure. Um, can you just give me a bit on the um, on the close seasons? I've got down here four signings: Watkins, Mapai, Makoto, if I'm saying that right, and and Dulsgaard. Um And might Watkins be the um, the solution here to the? I is it the missing Hogan goals, or is it an actual pattern of play thing? No, it's not. It's, it's not actually Hogan goals at all. It's, it's actually um, the, from the moment he left, we started scoring more goals. Um, okay. He, yeah, well, he he was he, he was Ollie again on his day. He was he was prolific, but um, it, it, we became very predictable with him. He was you know a lone striker. Um, he, um, he he required the, the same ball to be played to him every time. You know, it was to split two defenders for him to run onto um, and teams began to suss it out and um, he, he didn't, you know, it was beginning to get a bit tiresome to watch, if I'm honest, because, you know, f- for one or two chances a game, um, a game we, we are now creating 15, 20 chances a game. The, 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 the chances to fall into to more players and, you know, we're spreading the goals around. He was pretty much our only, our only, you know, a bit of a one-trick pony with him. And as, although he was good, I think there's not one Brentford fan 
um, I know that would want him back. Um, so that that kind of shows that we we got a brilliant deal from from getting rid of him, and we're a better better club now for for not having him. Which I I don't think many would have thought that sort of on the transfer deadline last January. Sure. And, and what about these these new guys then? So Watkins, so, Mopai, yeah. Makoto, and, and Dalsky. Watkins, Watkins is fitted in like fits like a glove from day one. Um, he's a he's a big, impressive. Uh, Defenders, he scares defences. Uh, he's kind of a number ten, so he's a forward. He, he, he goes out wide. He, he sits in behind um, the you know the, the number nine striker. Uh, good in the air, very good with the ball at his feet. Gets some great crosses in, um, and he, he's, he's getting this combination with with you know people like Yota um, and Jota Zoom, um, who's another winger. You know we, we we're kind of still we've got a lot of options in these areas, and the manager's still tinkering a bit and obviously you know you would do when you've got four new signings to see what your best formation is um so Watkins has got a couple of goals already um we've uh, Neil Morpay um he's come off the bench uh, a couple of times in the last two games and scored um I think he's played like 45 minutes and got two goals which is a brilliant return decent um, he, he, well he's decent so we bought him in from Sinetien um, they were really, really disappointed to lose him. He was, I think, he was a voted dead young player of the year or, or, or something like that. He, he, you know, he was, it was, it wasn't just like a, a B team player. He was, he was someone that Sinetian fans really, really rated. So for us to be getting those kind of players is kind of, you know, shows you how we're kind of evolving as a club. Um, the um, what were the other two? Sorry, you said oh, um, the Dals- and Dalsgard. Yeah, Dalsgard came in from um, Denmark. Very tall wing back. Um, got a big, big sort of physical presence, but really bombs forward. Very direct. Uh, has been caught out a couple of times because we've been pushing forward so much, but can defend, can get a header in. Well, I'm really like him. Um, is 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 uh, Maxine Collin is the other is the other uh, other right back. So the the two of them will probably sort of interchange a fair bit this season. Um, and uh, the the South African um, defensive midfielder, um, he's uh, we've we've been looking for a defensive midfielder for at least a year. Um, and we're we're hoping that you know he, he's growing into it. He's, I'm not you know he hasn't he hasn't been lightweight and he certainly hasn't been um, a, a problem. Uh, it's, it's I think that you know he's, he's just kind of acclimatising to the to the pace of um, of the championship, which is kind of you know it's, it's so fast. The game on the game on um, Tuesday and Saturday was I played at you know 100 mile an hour, but not hoofing. It was just like very slick passing. So you know he's he's he's, he's getting there. Um, and I, I think from what we've seen so far, you know we've been fairly impressed. But um, hopefully you know he's captain material as well. So um, you know watch the space with him. So thumbs up for the four signings. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think so. Yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't see. There's, there's no one that's kind of like, mm. you know, <laughs> there's, there's no duffers so far. So uh, it's, you know, the season would have started a lot, lot brighter. We would have been sort of, you know, top ten already if, you know, we hadn't have given that stupid goal away on Tuesday night. Um, we hadn't have leaked. You know, if, if our defenders would get another 
five yards on their headers, we we'd be all right. Um, but they kind of they, a couple of times they've just fallen on the edge, fallen nicely to sort of lurkers on the edge of the area, and they've lashed them home, um, or they've just scored a weldy. Yeah, you a know. couple of weldies in that Forest game, weren't they? Yeah, 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 absolutely. So um, yeah, so uh, shoot, don't shoot from distance, and we'll we'll be happy. <laughs> um, when I was sort of listening to all the pre-season previews, I think Brentford became the kind of hipster tip didn't they um yeah. i think when people didn't want to say um oh it's predictable to say villa borough or sheffield wednesday or whatever um you were getting a lot of oh especially after huddersfield last year oh uh brentford did that did that kind of irritate you or flatter you no i, I thought that was wise um you know I, I i think it suits brentford to be a hip, bit of a hipster club you know we we are what we are we know who we are we're you know, Tim Pot Brentford, and we and we, and we, actually, we, we, you know, we 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 revel in that. We revel in the under the radar thing, and um, you know, t- 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 we love the. We shouldn't be losing to teams like Brentford. That we just we just cry when we when we read stuff like because <laughs> we've been doing it up and down the country. We shouldn't be we shouldn't be losing to teams like Brentford, you know, um, and yeah, it's 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 just a show, it's just just a sign of not ignorance necessarily, but how kind of sometimes we're really entrenched in how things have always been. You know, it's, it's kind of like who are you to, to to be changing the status quo or kind of you know who 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 are who are little old Brentford. Be thinking they're a decent footballing team all of a sudden, you know, that's just the way it is, you know. And I think, you know, it, it is it is wise to expect us to be, you know, healthy top half of the table again. Three seasons in the top ten in in the second tier, um, it will be disappointing if we're not in the top ten um, at the end of the season. And I, I personally be a little bit not gutted, but I, I think playoffs is is, is you know. Fifth or sixth place should be where we finish this year, and um, you know it's a long, it's a nine month season. I, I think we will be there. So tell us a bit about the manager because I remember when he signed, you you, you had a bit of a bad run, and I thought, oh, is this? Because my understanding was Brentford was famous for all of this metrics and this amazing kind of scouting and everything. And um, what was the what was the name of that? Um, you had a funny foreign manager for a short while, didn't you? Oh, Mariners Dykhausen. Yeah, Dykhausen. And then you thought, oh, is this all? And then Smith came in. Am I remembering this correctly? He had a bit of a bad run, but then, um, then it's all kind of you know gone gone back well again. Um, what's your what's your what's your take on Smith? So so yeah, so Dykhausen was um, a mistake. Um, the club are quite you know quite readily um, you know honest enough to accept that they, they they chose the wrong manager there. But you could kind of understand why because he, he fitted into this profile of us finding. Um, technically excellent players that are performing slightly out of the public eye in a second or third tier, but you put them in, uh, you put them at a high level, and all their stats are already proving what a good player they already are. So that's that's happened quite consistently. It's not getting it right every time. You know, there's three or four players I could read off that have been brought in, you know, expecting to just, you know. You, you can't get it right, and again, that's that's part of the, the gamble with with you know with our, our business model is you know you, you bring players in that don't necessarily cost a lot, and you only need you need three out of five to make it, and you know you you, you know you, you're doing well, you're doing more than well, um, and it was the same with the manager. He, he, he got promoted, um, he sort of kept um, his team. Um, the names come gone off my head at the moment. It'll come to me in a minute. He took he kept them in Eredivisie um, against all the odds. Um, 
and uh, you know it was they were really punching above their weight, just like Brentford were under Warburton that first season. So you could kind of see why they did it, and it just didn't work. You know, and we didn't have a plan B. We had a load of injuries, and they decided to sort of you know just 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 you know drop the axe rather than drag it out. Um, Dean Smith. He came in and he can, he's continued to play really good football. Dean Smith seems to go, his, his results seem to go in runs, actually. So he'll either have a, a, a quite a poor run, then all of a sudden he'll win six or seven on the trot, and then he'll have a stutter and then go again. That's that's the, that's the sequence of results so far at Brentford. You haven't just uh, described Pardew, have you? <laughs> yeah, no, it's, 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 it's similar, but playing better football, I'd say. <laughs> Not a complete um, twat either. <laughs> no, no he's, he's a lovely bloke, actually. Um, he's got you know, really good sense of humour. He's, he's no one's got a bad word to say about him, to be honest with you. He's got a great taste in music. Um, so, yeah, he, he, again, he fits He fits in with Brentford. He's, um, it's, it's uh, you know, a, a very, very natural natural fit. Um this, you know, the, the club tend to try and do their due, due diligence with people's personalities as well, and it's like you speak to the directors of football, um, you speak to you speak to pretty much everyone there, and they're just like just normal normal people. You know, it's it's, it's nice. It's, they're not they're not necessarily like uh, arrogant football sorts. They all they all know what they're doing, but it's it's, it's just coming. We're all coming at it from a different angle, and it, a bit as you kind of as you said, you know, it's a little bit artisan, it's a, it's a little bit hipster, it's a little bit different, but it's cutting edge. You know, there's nothing, there's nothing, um, there's nothing uh, kind of, uh, there's nothing sort of wishy washy about it. It's it's you know, we 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 really are pushing boundaries. Um, so having watched Brentford last year, my two, well, my absolute favourite Brentford player was Woods, and I would I would always say, oh, who is that ginger guy? And there was a time when Ipswich were higher than Brentford kind of in the football hierarchy and it would have been like Blue Monday are delighted to be partnered with TalkSport Fan Network and NordVPN giving you the best possible offering for browsing the internet securely NordVPN opens up global streaming options for content not available in your region by switching your virtual location quicker than Wesburn's running down the wing NordVPN acts like your cyber Sam Morsey whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like passwords and credit card details from falling into the wrong hands. For about the price of an ITFC match program a month or a Blue Monday Telegram subscription, you can get yourself a NordVPN account which can be used across six different devices. If you need to rapidly change direction like Amari Hutchinson, there's a 30-day money-back guarantee. To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Blue Monday or click the link in the podcast or YouTube subscription to be taken straight there. Supporting us here at Blue Monday in the process. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like home comforts. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home advantage with Mook Delivery. You win. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure 24 7, 365 days of the year. 
let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Oh, can we get that guy? But that's kind of switched around a bit now. The other one was... Are you going to get put some violin music alongside that? <laughs> God, don't. Hey, maybe this year. Maybe we'll push back up a bit this year. Um, the other one was obviously Yotta, who, um, despite your iffy start, is already found his way to the top of the assist um, charts. And his last year's numbers are ludicrous. Um, 19 starts, 12 goals and five assists. Can you tell us about Woods, first of all, because it seemed the tactic at Portman Road was push the ahead midfielders on and it was all designed to create space for Woods um, in the kind of, I hate the term, but in the quarterback um, position yeah. to make the play. And and what do you see Yotta's next 18 months looking like? Well, for, first and foremost, let's, let's, let's speak about Woods. Um, he won't be playing um, on Saturday. Uh, he put a club statement out on Tuesday um, before the game, um, and he's, he, him and his wife had a had a baby last week, which died. Um, oh Christ! So, yeah, I wasn't so, aware of that. I do apologise. That's, that's, that's absolutely, you know, absolutely tragic news, and um, you know, so again, you know, it's a real, it's a real sort of hit to the Brentford family, and you know, obviously, you know, we we send our love to him and his family at this time. So he's, he won't be, he won't be part of the, part of the team. I wouldn't have thought for several weeks now, um, but you're right. He's an exceptional player. Um, and, he, and he's got this kind of, he looks like a meerkat for, for my analogy of him. He gets the ball. He's always got his head up. He's kind of looking left and looking right. And um, he's always looking to play someone through. The ball's always under control. It's, it's kind of a very, very natural um, uh, kind of style he's got. We, we had, um, Adam Forshaw in a similar role before um, before he went um, went to Wigan first, and then he went to Middlesbrough. And they're very kind of similar players. They're they're kind of very very technically gifted, um, and they don't they don't lose the ball um, very often. So we'll we'll miss Woodsy, but he'll be back. Uh, Yotta, uh, well King King Yotta, we call him, and he, he is he's, he's he's majestic. He's he's too good he's too good for the championship. Um, uh, but what we're kind of reassured by is we're not we can't quite see necessarily which premiership club he, he will he will fit into and if he does go there he's really not going to get the freedom he gets at Brentford he's not going to get the love he's not going to get the attention um from the fans um and he's not going to he's not going to be able to basically do what he wants on the football pitch and I'm not saying he's like he's certainly not an, an, an arrogant player he doesn't demand the ball he doesn't get any hissy fits he's not like a forestieri if you don't if you don't do what he wants he sort of sulks or he'll ball you out in the in, in the, on the on the training ground um he, he he's just just again, just a, a lovely, lovely fella to, to and 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 an amazing talent. And we'll be, again, we looked after him because he he had a personal issue, um, domestic issue, which meant that you know he he, he needed to go back to Spain. Um, we lent him for a season to back to Abar in uh, La Liga. Um, and it didn't didn't work out for him there. He didn't get a lot of time, he didn't get a lot of game time. Um, but again, we we kind of he again manners. He signed a, another. He signed an extension to his contract before we let him go back. So at least we knew we were going to get that kind of amount of years out of him. Um, unfortunately, that that expires at the end of uh, this current season. So we kind of need some sort of. Well, I don't need closure on it because we don't. None of us want to see him leave. But he's too valuable to just give away for free so you know we're kind of a bit of us is 
kind of scared. We want, we want January to come and go and us to know we've got him for, you know, the rest of the season. But part of us also knows that, you know, unless, unless we can combine that with a sort of a two or three year deal, then we're going to have to wave bye-bye for free, um, you know, next May or next June, hopefully if we're in the playoffs. So uh, it's kind of mixed. Um, but I, I, we're not we're not a club that's going to ever stand in his way anyway. You know that's not we we we're able to attract um, the kind of talent we we do because they know that if they shine we'll they'll, they'll go with our blessing and but they'll also go with our valuation. Um, and I so, think I think the location helps as well with that, doesn't it? Yeah, probably. So, so it's a very nice part, and not necessarily you know Brent, Brentford itself isn't isn't posh, but um, there's you know there's you know there's Kew and there's Ealing and there's Richmond and there's you know there's some there's some lovely places just just on our just down our doorstep. So yeah, you're right. You know if you want to be if you want to be in sort of cosmopolitan West London, um, you know there's 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 worse places to be. Um, which so it will be a front three. Which side will Yotta actually pick up? He he just he he moves left and right in the middle. He's he literally they'll they'll swap him all over the place. Oh, okay. um, so I mean, depending whether they they start with Joseph soon or Watkins, I imagine Watkins will get a start. Well, I, I should we do that, Dave? Can you can you try yeah. and mark our card now? Um, our Birmingham and our Barnsley fans. I think we've had eleven out of eleven and ten out of eleven. So you're. You're under pressure to get this get this right. See if you can see if you can try and give us Smith's team for Saturday. Right. Well, um, Dan Bentley will start between the sticks. Um, I have no doubt about that, apart from um, if there's any injuries. So yeah, so Dan Bentley at that's number one. Um, the centre backs are again been a little bit of our Achilles heel. I believe that he'll he'll start with um, Harley Dean and um, and Barbe, um, Bielend possibly he does he does he does they do tend they've not they've not had the two same centre backs for any 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 two games running so far so if if my, if my scores if my scores are poor it's because of that <laughs> centre back so I'm going Barbe and Dean left back will be Henry Rico Henry right back. I reckon uh, it's going to be Dale's, Dale's guard or um, Maxine Collin. Um, I'm possibly going to go Maxine Collin because we probably we're not going to bomb forward quite quite as liberally um, as we have done in the last two home games. So Maxine Collin at right back um, in the middle. Well, Josh McEachern got stretched off on Tuesday night, so he's not going to be there. So I'm going to and Woodsy's not going to be there. So we've got a little bit of an issue there. McLeod's not fit yet. Um, I'm going to go Sawyers and Makocho in the middle. Left and right wings, we're going to have Yotta. Um, we're going to have Watkins. Um, I think he'll go um, more pay instead of V-Bay. And how many more? Is that it? I think you've done the whole... Four two three one, yeah. Yeah. So Sawyer's um, would be behind the front guy, is that right? Yeah, or, or Watkins. I think they might. They might sort of. Um, they might. They might. Fantastic. Move across, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Should should just add as well about about Woods. Obviously, we all we'll echo that and. Um, disappointing that he won't be there. But whether I see him play football or not is kind of irrelevant in these. In yeah, these yeah. Kind of situations. Um, That's just- 
it's good to hear when you're, an opponent is disappointed when you know you're, you're one of your players isn't going to play because you're appreciating what a, you know what a, what a talent he is. So, oh, great so. player, yeah. Yeah, always, always. I don't know whether it's a ginger hair as well, or it just makes him stand out even more. But always yeah. kind of pops out whenever I see Brentford. Um, great stuff. Um, a couple more things, just quickly. Um, one about the new ground. Now, I drove from Marlow to Ealing um, in the night um, uh, last week, actually, and I was kind of struck by how spectacular that is all starting to look as you come in there, and you, you start to kind of think that there's like a second city almost starting with all the all the industry and offices around mm. there and this new ground's gonna when's the new ground happening um well that's, that's perfectly timed as well so they um tuesday they uh announced um revised designs to the planning um to, for the new stadium so we're they're gonna they're downsizing the, the, the scale of the new stadium slightly this is down from twenty thousand to to seventeen and a half thousand um um so they're, they're looking to start building it if all goes to plan if it, i think i'm not sure whether we need to, to revise the planning application or not there's a meeting next week with the council but um I'm assuming because it's slightly reduced, it's not going to cause any any sort of contention with the, the councillors or the residents. That um, the, the building should start in January 2018, and they're looking to um, sort to open it to unveil the place um, uh, late late 19 late 2019 early 2020. So it's push. It keeps slipping back a year. Um, it's done that two or three times. I think you know when. When everything was unveiled, you know, we were looking to, to, to be playing there next year. But um, I think we're going to need dispensation from the Football League for another year to allow us to have uh, terracing at Griffin Park. So from the fans' point of view, it's great. We, we don't actually, you know, we're not, well, we're saying we're not, we're not really looking forward to leaving our, you know, our, our proud old stadium. But we kind of, we know that really if we've got ambitions of playing it at, at a high level at any stage that, you know, Griffin Park's not, not fit for that purpose. It's, fit for lots of other purposes um but you know obviously not it's not it's not a you know it's not a 21st century stadium it's a it's a lovely old victorian one and if i i, th- I think the the thing that if you're a brentford fan you look at that you, you you can't say if you're an ipswich fan is if i'm some football agent and i've got some you know decent european player I'd be saying new ground nice area go play in london and you know get get some English football under your belt and then you're that close to Tottenham and Chelsea and do you know what I mean? It becomes a a, attractive proposal for, uh, you know, an an intermediate player who's, who's wanting to go and go and work in England. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, absolutely. You know, we, we, we've got to be realists, you know, we, we are a stepping stone for, for a lot of players. That's going to have to change at some stage. If If we've got, you know, Got our, our eye on um, and on actually going up. Um, then you can have to start keeping some of your better players rather than flogging them. But you know, we the business model really is at the moment. We we are buying players in for they're not it's not they're obviously not next to nothing. But if we're getting you know five, seven, nine, ten millions for 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 players that you know Andre Gray is like the the, the gift that doesn't stop giving. He, you know, we've had. I think, you know, we've got another windfall of two million out of him for his transfer to, to Watford. I think we've got another windfall when Burnley stayed up this season. We've got nine million quid up front for him. I'd probably get, you know, every time, I think every time he, he changes his pants, we get another <laughs> two million. So, uh, you know, it's, um, it's, uh, it's, it's 
so you know we're we're getting really business savvy with, with what we sell. We're not getting ripped off in the transfer market like we used to. So um, you know that's, that's that's that is part of our model as well, as it is for any club. You know, really, it's about selling players for a lot more than you buy them for. And um, you know, unless you're at the very very initial Man City or you know even Barcelona lose their best players for hell's sake. So um, you know, it's 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 just the nature of the game. Very good. Right, we're we're ne- we're nearly there. Um couple of players who've played for both and these two are seen drastically differently um do you want to do Horidison or Douglas first um I thought we're not going to do J-Tab all right um, <laughs> um yeah um do do Horidison first yeah. um what are your memories of Horidison can I just say I went to see Ipswich play Brentford it must have been yeah it was 99 it was August 99 played you in the yeah. league cup and uh, yeah. we, we were really good then you must have been in I'm recording like Lloyd Owusu and anyway, Horizon was just getting the ball and um, just like marauding up up the pitch. And then, of of course, we signed him the next summer. Often happens that you play against a player in a cup game or something. We did it with um, John Walters and I think it happened to Richard Wright. He played a blinder against Arsenal for us and then got signed. But just tell us a bit of how Horizon was at at Brentford. Yeah, of course. Um, so well, you, you're, you're now, so yeah, so Herman was um, he was he was he was too good for, for Brentford at the time. And Ron Nodes brought him in from Crystal Palace just after he, you know, he, he defected from Palace himself. Um, he obviously knew Herman personally, uh, and you know, it was it was kind of a, a, a time where Ron Nodes was spending, or we thought Ron Nodes was spending. We were actually spending the money. We picked up the Barclay car bill at the end of it when he mm. was swan. But um, Herman was great. He was playing for Iceland. Um, he was, you know, an international player playing in the in the bottom tier of English football with Brentford. Um, and you know, a lot of us as fans, we went over to Paris to see Iceland play Paris in the Stade de France. Um, we got quite friendly with him. I went round to Herman's house one day to interview him for the fanzine, and he had a, he had stuffed puffins all the way around his house. <laughs> Because they they hunt they hunt puffins they eat puffins in in Iceland and um, he, he had all these kind of puffin trophies so we used to actually call him the puffin muncher when <laughs> so, and but but yeah I mean we did well out of him we sold him to Wimbledon I think it was for like almost three million so you know we we made we made some money on him but he was he was just a great great fella as well he was like you know he he, he had he was confident he had a swagger and you know he was he was a, a very good footballer as as you well know you know he went to went to Portman Road and you know I'm sure he's remembered well there as well yeah. someone who isn't remembered so well is is Jonathan Douglas and a lot of Ipswich fans won't kind of understand this but Douglas was Brentford fans like Douglas but um he was pretty terrible for um us um what what, what do you think what do you think went wrong there? Uh, I, I don't know. I think it was just this stage of his career. It's probably, probably just um, just kind of a, uh, the not the wrong move for him personally. Probably he's probably a very good move for for him um, financially and you know in terms of sort of like you know prestigious prestige of the club. Um, uh, we, we we do remember him fondly. You know, we, we struggled to replace him for the to the for the first year. He, he he played very well. His reading the game while he was with us was was excellent. He made he wasn't certainly wasn't quick, but he seemed to be in the right place at the right time. He had the right amount of fight in him. Um, you wouldn't mess with him. He didn't he didn't he didn't look like the kind of player you want to get on the wrong side of. Um, and he was you know, but he certainly wasn't a bully either. Um, 
uh, yeah, so you know, he was he was part of that team that, that got us promoted out of out of the third tier into the second. So yeah, you know, obviously there's there's very fond memories of him and that and that time. You know, it was the right it was probably the right time for him to leave Brentford um, because we we need we need younger legs there. You know, it's, it's, that's that's just a fact. Um, uh, so yeah, I think yeah, it was. I, Obviously, it just didn't work out for him at, um, up at your place, which, you know, it's a shame for you. But, you know, that's the way it goes sometimes. Not all, not all the signings always work out. You sold at the right time. Um, OK, just a couple of real quick now. Um, can you give me, do you want to give me a score prediction for Saturday or do you avoid such matters? No, that's fine by me. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, so we, well, we were chatting about this in our podcast on last night. We went, there's five of us at the table. I went for a one-all draw. Um, the others all went for Brentford wins of varying flavours. Some as some as high as three 0 and some were like narrow two ones. Um, I can't see us not conceding, um, but I, I can. I, it's about time time our luck changed. So yeah, I, 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 I'll, I'll, I'll be happy with a point Saturday one-all. Very good. And just quickly, um, your favourite Bees player since you've been a fan? My favourite Brentford player since I've been a fan was a gentleman called Terry Herlock. Oh, um, classic. Yeah, he, he, I was, he, was, he was sort of at his, at his peak when, um, when I was a, a wee kid um, during, during the first couple of years of me being a Brentford fan. And um, he was he was just a, just a you know again he, you wouldn't want to be playing against him he was he was a you know a curly haired big earringed gypsy <laughs> and um, and that, you know he was he was one that's not you know that's, he was um, and we bailed him out of prison to sign to sign for us um, um, he was best he was part of a brilliant um, midfield uh, combination with Stan Bowles and Chris Kamara. Um, and you know that that again, that was a team that should have got promoted, but but didn't. So yeah, he's, he's entrenched in Brentford folklore. Um, he went on to re- we sold him to Reading, but then he went to Millwall, where you know he's 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 legendary too. But you know he he made his name at Brentford, and um, he'll always be remembered. All right, Dave, that's brilliant stuff. So fantastic insight. We've got we've got a one-one draw. We've got what we think is going to be the team. Although I think um. The Brentford squad's a bit more fluid than the Ipswich squad and um, not necessarily as, as many nailed-on kind of definite starters. Um, if you've listened this far, you'll probably know that this podcast is three times weekly now. So uh, this preview show comes out every Friday. We'll be back on Monday with the flagship show reviewing the Brentford game. And this week in ITFC History with Dave and Statman will be on Wednesday. Um, Dave, where can people get you on Twitter or be sorted on Twitter? So, yeah, um, on Twitter, we're at B-Sotted, B-E-E-S-O-T-T-E-D. Um, website is besotted.com. Um, our, all our YouTube videos are um, besotted1992. But if you go to the website and click, there's a, on the top level menu, there's, it says videos. Click on that and it's all our hundreds and hundreds of videos we've done. And just search Ipswich and you'll see the um, you'll see the previous um, editions that we've we've made. A lot be a lot of Ipswich fan um, input there as well, both of the home games and the away games. And the podcast, um, there's links all over the place. So again, head to um, besotted.com and click on our podcasts. On the right hand side, there's uh, you know there's all the latest editions. So just click there and, uh, and listen away. Great stuff. Um, well, good luck for the game. Good luck for the season. Can we chat to you again in April? Absolutely, mate. Yeah. Um, enjoy the game Saturday. Um, and uh, um, yeah, see you back at our place.
Sweet. Thank you very much, Dave. Cheers. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the promotion running. Everyone is gathered round to watch. The McNuggets share boxes are there offering much needed distraction. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping, but in you swoop to steal the last nuggets and claim all three points. Oh, and there is the Harry Clark fist pump to celebrate. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in at participating restaurants. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.